Hello and welcome to the Emerald Games Cast episode. What take the number of last episode and add one. That's that's on you. Or look at your Spotify and you figure out the number. I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Nolan. With me is I'm Janelle. And also I'm Alex. And we're back. It's it's March seventh, and I know we got some news today uh but well we have massive news today we we, we do have some massive news and and we'll get into that so look forward to some massive news no uh, what you're leading into is the massive this is the most exciting thing that's happened to you guys and oh janelle you couldn't stop talking about it for every episode up until now that's true that's true give us give us the news janelle the news is that i no longer have to feel genuine hatred towards my friends who already owned playstation 5s (laughs) because now i'm an elite no, I'm in the club, and I and Nolan, we have a PlayStation 5, we, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. You, it's, it's funny when you say, like, like being an elite, because uh, this, this morning, I, I took down the box. We, we, had, we had unboxed everything and gotten rid of all of the, the fluff and, and plastic, but we actually get fined $50 at the apartment if we put our recycling down the trash chute on our floor, so I had to carry the giant ps5 box and listener it's 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 huge huge. it's like the ps twice the size of our ps4 it's like you know it's big but you don't know how big it is until it's like in your eye vision and the box is larger so because of the 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 fine for the trash shooting i have to carry down this this giant box down to street level and i had to go outside onto the street out to the trash room and i was just thinking to myself what a power move (laughs) walk out with this ps5 box and set it down I know what you mean. It's like you feel like you're part of a club now. Yeah, and like I said earlier, <laughs> half joking, mostly joking, I guess. I love being exclusive. <laughs> I love it. You're not joking that much, I don't think. Nah, who can say? <laughs> who can say? Okay, so we've this... played. No, I'm go sorry. ahead. My brain doesn't work sometimes. You'll be talking, and I'm like, my turn. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Tell them all about it. We have played three games. Yeah. Uh, not fully. We've played one game fully and dabbled in two games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Why don't you talk about this a little bit? So um, we got, on Christmas, actually, Alex got Janelle and I both Demon Souls and Spider-Man Miles Morales, which comes with the previous Spider-Man as well. And then the game comes, the console comes packed with Astro's Playroom, which is, you've probably heard a lot about it. Um, it is a, a, a short collectathon 3D platformer that sort of acts as both a tech demo for the PlayStation 5. Um, a tour of the PlayStation 5 features and a demonstration of what the new controller, the DualSense, can do. And so that that's probably what you'll end up playing first because it's, it's actually already installed. You don't even have to download it. It's already installed when you, when you boot up. So we 100% completed Astro's Playroom and then we played a little bit of Miles Morales and like the first, like I got with you to the first boss of demon souls yeah so just a little bit um before we talk about the games do you want to uh talk about like your your impression of the ui and the controller and just like the actual hardware features here yeah so i'm not huge on the um ui yet but it's not because it's bad i'm just i'm just so not used to it that that's kind of been an issue for me so that's just a matter of like i'll get used to it eventually and that'll be fine my main thing and this is so nitpicky it's it's kind of dumb but one 
you can't have a different theme right now. It wasn't launched with any like new themes, different colors, this or anything Switch, like that. Yeah. yeah. You don't even get to change I... like the background. I'm assuming it has the same like wave pattern that all the other places. You don't have. even get to change the colors. It's actually a still image. Yeah. Um, oh. What the reason why though is because whenever you scroll over anything in the menu, like if you scroll over, for example, Spider Man. Um, it starts playing part of the Miles Morales soundtrack and then just, like, Spider-Man fills your screen. Which is pretty uh, cool. So. But I still really like changing my theme. It's one of my favorite things about getting new games is seeing, yep. like, what theme it came with. Um, secondly, and this is the really nitpicky thing, when you put it in rest mode, that image <laughs> of the PlayStation 5 that we, like, first saw at some event comes up on the screen and it's, like, putting the PlayStation into rest mode. And that really bugs me because I feel like I just... It's very much like you just bought new product. Here is image of the product. Yeah, like <laughs> if you went to go turn off your TV and it showed like a 3D render of your TV and it was like turning off. Yeah. Now. Samsung OLED. Whereas like <laughs> the PS4, you know, you like put it in rest mode and it like turns into that like blue screen and it just happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are my only like huge complaints right now. And they're kind of nothings. I hope they add new backgrounds though because man i resent that about the switch a lot yeah a lot um and that just that's kind of surprising but the controller oh my god yeah i want <laughs> we to know more both, about this controller because i hear a lot we about were it. both really worried that it was just like overhyped but when you load up astro's playroom it has you like try just a couple of things it's like the little controller demo they call it and one of the things it has you do is press on the back triggers to, and it like shows the PlayStation controller on the screen, like kind of like a rocket. Like when you press down on it, it's like the sparks come out and stuff. Mm -hmm. It felt so surprising that I like, I like yelped. I was like, yeah. oh my God, like it scared me a little bit. It felt really <laughs> intense. So like, listener, if you, if you don't, if you don't know what the, the dual sense controller is is doing or if you haven't been paying attention to the marketing um the basics are that the controller has this really really advanced type of vibration and and haptic feedbacks that essentially it's it's supposed to make it um and you know not not every game takes advantage of this but if if used to its potential the idea is that you can feel things in the game within your hands so like if you were you know the, the the example that Sony really loved to use is that if you were pulling back the string of a bow and arrow, then the controller would would the trigger would gradually get more difficult to depress um, the further in you get to the pull because of the tension, and also you know it would sort of push back against you if you let let, let your let your finger off. You could like feel it sort of pop out um, and things like that. Or like there's a good example that with that with that rocket thing. What Janelle, I think, felt when, when, when you're pushing it down, it's sort of, you get to the middle of the depression, so you're, like, only halfway through pulling the trigger, and your finger will, like, stop. Like, it's almost like it's locked. You, like, can't push it for a second, and it's like it's charging up the rockets, and then you push a little bit harder, and it sort of pops, and then your finger goes all the way down, and you feel the controller rumble like a rocket taking off, and it, it, that, like, moment of transition it really does feel like a rocket booster firing on. It's it's astoundingly cool. And, like, God, we, like, have to talk about Astros now if we're going to talk about the controller oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because the whole point of it was, like, showing off the controller. But 
one of the big things was having you walk on different like types of environments so the water felt a lot different than like the the rocky the rocky area did um there's the, sand that really feels like you're kind of melting into it it's so strange it's, it's 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 weird like you will walk across sand and the controller will have sort of like a soft rippling vibration that goes through your palms and then it, um it actually plays noise through the controller in, in, a, in a kind of quiet subtle way so you'll hear sort of like the soft pitter patter on the sand but then you step onto the wooden boardwalk and those pulsating vibrations are replaced with quick footstep like spikes like clink 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 and you can feel that like popping in your palm instead so you can tell when you've switched surfaces um and later they have you do stuff like climb up a rock wall and you can you can feel like when you're when your character's right hand grabs a handhold you 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 can feel sort of uh like a like a tensing up in the right side of the controller but not in the left where your hand's hanging free things like that that um to, to be completely honest are so good and so complex that i have to imagine that like half or more ps5 games won't even use them like that yeah so, <laughs> so. i feel like the dualshock 4 gets a lot of unfair like hatred for like having like useless features or whatever but if the developers of games aren't using these features that's like not on sony so like okay but the difference I mean, is this sort this haptic feedback sounds like there's a lot of potential what yeah, yeah no what potential does the touchpad and the light bar very have? little very i little. mean like the last of us used it very well i think okay. that there definitely definitely was potential for that that a lot of people didn't use like you, I guess you never listened to that episode. Um, really quick thing. In The Last of Us 2, when you're playing guitar, you strum with it. It's oh, really cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, so there are, like, ways it can be used. But all I'm saying is yeah. that, like, I really hope that that doesn't happen with this. Because it feels so freaking cool. It's There are so many different things about it that are just really cool. It's hard to remember all of them. I mean, the, the adaptive triggers, I feel like, are the most exciting to me. Um, yeah outside of just the feeling like in in astro's playroom you are collecting artifacts from playstation's history so you might unlock a model of a dualshock 2 for example and like, you can hold like down a PSP the right or something like you just have yeah, to yeah, find yeah. these things and it's it's really really fun by the way i mean that that kept us engaged in wanting to 100 percent the game and collect everything because a lot of them are a lot of them are really deep cuts. Um, like, there's the Pocket Station, which I'd never even heard of. It actually, apparently, it released only in Japan uh, way before the PSP. Oh, the um, little Tamagotchi there... thing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there, was, uh, what? there was the PSP Go. That one was fun. The one that had no disc slot. Oh, uh, yeah. we, we found, like, several of the PlayStation Move attachments that you slot the controller into, things like that. <laughs> um, you can hold down the right trigger to zoom in. And then you sort of turn the controller over in your hands to look at it. But one thing that the adaptive triggers were used in a really subtle way that I just never really um, considered was that the trigger was 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 given the full range of motion, but at, at, at varying degrees, it, it sort of will not quite lock into place, but rather than being like a smooth motion of, of depression, you can kind of feel... Uh, each degree of it clicking in or out if that makes any sense 
and the tension of the controller will sort of kind of it won't lock it in place but it assists you in keeping it there so if you wanted to zoom in only halfway or a quarter of the way you wouldn't have to have insane finger finesse to hold the trigger in that position because it kind of sits there until you want to move um, and it's a really subtle effect but it to me it just shows that this actually has more than just haptic feedback potential mm -hmm. they, they, they could really do stuff with controls I'm thinking of like especially for driving games one thing missing from driving games that you get really, really, uh, is, is really important in real cars is that you can feel the traction when you're driving. You can't feel the traction when you're driving in a video game. So even if in real life you hit ice and all of a sudden you can instantly tell your car isn't gripping the road. In a video game, you won't notice until you actually lose control unless the controller stops vibrating or something. In this, they can do all kinds of things from making the trigger harder to pull when you're driving uphill, for example, because the gas would need more, uh, or making it so that the controller changes the feeling when you go onto dirt. I mean, there's so much you can do with this. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, so I, I know that you talked a lot about the controller, and, and you touched on this a little bit, but I'm really curious to know more about Astro's Playroom as a game, mm -hmm. because I've consistently yeah. heard that it's, like, one of the best, like, 3D platformers in this decade like it's apparently um, not just a tech demo but a pretty impressive video game in its own right that you don't have to spend any extra for it just comes with the machine it is yeah um and one thing i wanted to say really really quick before oh, sure. yeah, we move yeah. on to that is that um the complete lack of loading screens is ridiculous you got you gotta love an ssd i think that is literally gonna ruin <laughs> my old playstation 4 games for me but um yeah. Well, no, because your old PS4 games won't have loading screens now either. No, they're they're also playing on the PS5. The yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, Animal Crossing's multiplayer loading screens are just going to be worse than I guess oh they my god. already they're, were. Yeah, they're already pretty <laughs> rough. So. Um. Yeah, Astro's Playroom is a freaking blast. Mm -hmm. Nolan, talk about it. You play a lot more of these. Well, I don't really play collectathons. I thought it was fun. No, <laughs> you know, sure, but yeah. I don't have a lot to compare it to. Sure. Um. It is. A really good game. Um, it's, it's not especially long. It's four worlds with four levels. Um, but the levels are really more like chapters in longer levels, if that makes sense. So it's really, it's like four pretty meaty levels and a handful of hours of playtime because you're going to need to replay. Unless you're the kind of player that scours a space to get everything before you finish, you're, you're going to be opening your menu and you're going to see this you know, classic collectathon thing where you open it and you don't have the little icon that shows that you got everything and it says you're still missing one artifact here or whatever. And you're, mm. trust me, you will click that button to go back in because again, <laughs> there's 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 no loading screens. So you'll open up one level, find the thing, hit the map. You're going to swap over to a totally different world. And within half a second, you're in that world running around there now. So you don't even have to do the old banjo kazooie thing where you're like oh, i want to get that jiggy but i don't want to walk all the way across the map and go through this loading screen and everything and and um as a collectathon there's partially the artifacts that you're finding but the other thing is you know you you really are you're finding jiggies i, I mean it's just like banjo kazooie <laughs> they're, they're they are literally jigsaw puzzle pieces um but they create a they're parts of like a mural of the history of playstation that you're gradually filling out um, but as far as the level design itself, it reminded me a lot of um, 
of Mario Sunshine, actually. And I don't mean that in a bad way, not at all. I mean that in the sense that it is less focused on platforming than it is focused on like creating an uh, immersive and engaging sense of place that you uh, want to sure. poke around all the corners of and see all of the little things. Like, like every single area is full of uh, Easter eggs that are not just based off the level you're in, but they're also callbacks to the history of PlayStation. So, like, you know, you might enter one room and there's, like, a little cardboard box and uh, some little robot is peeking out from under it. And if you bop the box, it'll play the pudding sound and Snake will pop out and point his little gun at you and then get back underneath his box. But, like, or... Snake as a robot. Like, just a snake robot yeah, yeah, with a yeah. bandana with angry eyes. Or maybe you're, like, hanging out in the beach level, and in the distance you can see a little robot with, like, an axe on a, on a boat with a red paint over his face and a littler sun robot holding oh, a bow and arrow. Good. And you're like, oh, it's got a war. And, and they're all hidden around, so you really want to explore. Um, and then everything is just taken to the next level. You know, you're already playing a game like Mario Sunshine where it's super fun to explore. But, like, you can, again, you can feel the difference between the sand and the metal and the water and the ice and everything. So it's like you want to get to every area in the game just to feel how it will feel to be there. Yeah, and it's the whole thing is just beautiful, too. It's set inside of a PlayStation 5. Oh, yeah. So, like, everything in the environment is some electronic thing. So the beautiful mm. moving grass and flowers will be, like, little... I don't know. Like Dye like those something. Uh, yeah. like those little um, ribbon strips that connect parts oh, of your computer. Like that that will be the grass or whatever. Yeah, and it's just it's just beautiful. It's ridiculous. Or like um, there will be like a patch of flowers, but each flower is like a triangle, square, circle, or X or something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> and. And then the worlds are all based off of parts of the PlayStation 5. So you have, like, a world based off the GPU, a world based off the <laughs> SSD, a world based off, uh, um, God, what is it? The memory. And they play into those themes. So, for example, like, the SSD world is a huge superhighway. Um, like that scene in Minority Report where he's jumping between cars, like, on a flying highway, you know? Uh, or, good. like, the one based off of memory... Um, is full of old PlayStation 1 references and, like, nostalgic throwback rooms because mm -hmm. of Based Off Memory. And also it's inside of a giant cloud, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Just, it's very, very adorable. That's and cute. it's it's really, really well designed also, for, as, as a game. soundtrack of the freaking year. The soundtrack <laughs> is a bop. It's really good. Each, each, um, each song is, like, a like an electronic music mix that is based off of the like part of the PlayStation that you're in. But it's really funny because they all say the name of the thing. Um, and some of them aren't so noticeable, but the one when you're in the SSD, I was so ready to be, it'll gone. be playing like club dance music. And then it just goes SSD. <laughs> it, it, it was like, it was like fucking Daft Punk. Daft Punk PlayStation. It does sound like Daft Punk. Recipe my favorite is the um yeah, my favorite is the GPU one. It's the GPU singing to you and it's basically saying like I don't remember the lyrics but you know, it it's 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 like a Daft Punk song but it's like saying like I'll rasterize and materialize the dream world for you. I'm <laughs> I'm your GPU. Tell me what to do. I'm your GPU. It's, like, <laughs> it's just so cute. <laughs> um do you have anything else to say about Astros? Um no, it's great. It oh, oh, the ending 
No spoilers. Oh my god. The ending, it's a real tearjerker. It really is. And that's weird to say, but believe me. Huh. If, if, you're, is... if you're a PlayStation fan, it's, it's you know, it's nostalgia bait, basically, but it works. Um, Before we move on to news, I wanted to really quickly talk about how before any of us, before the PlayStation 5 was even out, I remember on the podcast saying that I didn't think that we needed a new gen of console yet, mm-hmm. but some games on it have made me think that, but others have definitely not. And this isn't an original thought because the the someone, I don't know who it was, a giant bomb, said that Demon Souls is the first game that they've played on the PlayStation 5 that feels like it needed to be on next-gen hardware. And it absolutely does. I, I'm i not, like, exaggerating when I say that is the most beautiful game I've ever seen in my life. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's astoundingly pretty, and it works because it's in motion, too. Like, it, it, it looks like a pre-rendered cutscene, but it's moving at 60 fps and there's real-time reflections and ray tracing lighting going on and like yeah it's it's, it's very very impressive and 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 you notice the difference in craftsmanship because it's not just a tech thing because spider-man miles morales the other game we have also has ray tracing um and real-time reflections however to be completely honest, Spider-Man Miles Morales looks almost indistinguishable from the PS4 Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, um, you should look at and back back. and it runs at 30 FPS. I mean, oh. but it just it definitely looks not old. I well, mean, it still is like a pretty game, but like we were talking earlier, yeah. Red Dead is prettier than this game. Well, no, Alex, you're right. If you look at them back to back, they they do look different. That that is totally true. Um I guess maybe it's more accurate to say if well, you, you look at Spider-Man Miles Morales, it doesn't it doesn't jump out to you as like a PS5 game. It yeah. looks like a very pretty PS4 game, and I and I and I can sure. say that because I just played Red Dead Two like a week ago, and I feel like there are games that are just like on a technical level more impressive that are several years old, but you can tell that it's. Um, a PS5 game because of the speed and complete lack of like loading and pop in that yeah. that does make a difference, and the real time lighting is noticeable. You can even see the color grading change if, if if the sun is behind or in front of you, and that stuff's amazing. Um, as opposed to like, for people who have played Spider-Man PS4, you probably remember, but the um, time of day moves with the story instead of on a day night cycle, and the reason they did that is because the lighting is is baked in. So they couldn't actually have the sun move. I mean, narratively, without, I think without... it's pretty smart to do that, but also... Oh, it works great narratively, but I mean, on a technical level, you know, you're designing the game before writing the story. And mm-hmm. that that was the reason they did that. And they achieved these amazing lighting effects, when, especially when it's, when, it, when, when it's dusk, which is like where Spider-Man lives in, in all Spider-Man media is when the sun <laughs> is hanging down in between the buildings. But in this game, they can do all that real time, and you do notice the difference. But the cost of it is that it runs at thirty FPS, and yeah. it's that is pretty noticeable. Is there not a uh, performance mode? I remember seeing that being a thing. There's like there is, and the performance so mode is also thirty. You, you can no. run it. You can run it without ray tracing turned on at sixty, um, or you can run it with ray tracing on at thirty. Uh, you can also do it with ray tracing on in sixty. But it cuts down other graphical things. So there's like barely any pedestrians on the street, oh, sure. and there's stuff like there's not not as much like snow falling or yeah. whatever. Um, and that stuff to me is more noticeable than the ray tracing, to be completely honest. Yeah. 
Uh, so I've actually been playing in 30 FPS. Um, like, I remember Spider-Man on PS4 being like a really solid 30. Like the, that game yeah. was yeah. really smart at like tricking you into thinking that it was going at a faster frame rate than it was. It and looks it, beautiful, uh, and and like the, the the combat is is incredibly fluid, and it doesn't feel like 30 FPS at all. Yeah. Um, I only really notice it when I'm swinging around because the city is is moving so much faster yeah. than the scenery ever does during combat, and then you can kind of tell, but it's not really a big deal. Yeah. One one thing I wanted to bring up before we move on is that, like, it's just, with my experience as <coughs> as a PC gamer, uh, one of the, the things that I've always thought consoles were really lagging behind on is the, the SSD. We needed that. Because, yeah. listener, if, if you're not really familiar with what that terminology means, a hard drive, which is what, like, information is stored on, is a physical disk that spins around and is constantly writing and rewriting over itself. An SSD is all digital. It works on the same principle as a uh, a flash drive, but just, like, bigger and more powerful. So you're able to have things load faster because it doesn't have to have the, the disk spin up and, like, rewrite itself. It's mm-hmm. all it's all digital. And that's something that just now in this recent generation of consoles they've been advertising, and... yeah. It's 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 good. It's better for like games are just better on an SSD when you don't have to wait as long. There's literally yeah. no downside. Like na- and now they're like just as affordable as a hard drive. So yeah, it's it's um, it's, it's about time. Absolutely. Um, I forgot until we were talking about okay. this. Oh, we yeah. also played the Resident Evil demo. Oh, <laughs> oh how was it? Oh. I was. It was so scary. <laughs> but um, what did did you meet the big lady? We did yep, meet the big lady, yep. and she was scary. But um, I I wanted to mention it really quick because I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's pretty short, but just like Demon Souls, like it's fucking ridiculously pretty. Like it's just it's ridiculous. It, it makes looks, me mad. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so I don't want to fall into this trap because I was thinking about this last night, Janelle, when we were playing. Uh oh. When we were playing Demon Souls and when we were playing Resident Evil Eight, I found myself saying. There is no possible way games can ever look better than this. I remember you saying that in high school. I know. You well, that's what, the thing, right? Everybody that's, says that every generation. It's always like, it can't be better than this. I know that they can. I absolutely know that they can. I'm but just this saying, time, I don't know if they can. I'm just, well, I know that they can, but it's hard to conceive of what it will be like, right? When I, when I was looking at... Um, uh, I think Resident Evil 8 more than Demon's Souls for me. Because Resident Evil... Demon Souls, uh, in any game, when you introduce, like, characters and, and, like, human anatomy and faces, it's so, so much more noticeable that it's a video game. Because, mm-hmm. like, skin will never not look rubbery and weird in video games. You know Both what I mean? games have that problem. Both games absolutely do, which is why as soon as they introduce the actual character into Resident Evil 8, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a video game. I forgot. Um, <laughs> but... There were certain angles, and to be fair, this is 100% the work of the fact that that's a directed experience with pre-baked lighting. But holy shit, does Capcom know how to use that lighting? Because Mm -hmm. they made every single scene in Resident Evil 8 so picturesque and gorgeous that there was one shot in particular when when we were walking up the stairwell out of the dungeon and into a dining room Mm -hmm. in the house, and there was... Uh, blood all over the stairs that was like glistening in the in the in the candlelight and sort of the wall around you is too dark to see so you're looking up in this, this corridor and I was thinking like this is the this looks first of all this looks like real life second of all this is like the most beautiful 
game environment I've I've seen. And whether the whole game will hold up on that, I don't really know. But I felt insanely optimistic about the PS5 playing that demo because it was just it was just so impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and you know you can play games that look better than that on PC. That's totally true. But like, it's it's pretty cool to see consoles catch up um, in in that arena. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Very exciting, and I'm I'm sure that our, our our hyperbole will be less in a couple of years or whatever. <laughs> but like I we just got it two days ago, and the excitement has not faded off. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's well deserved too. Can I ask you one last question first before we go to news, Nell? I don't mind. As a uh, you were a big Demon Souls fan, how do you get the graphics aside? Do you like the game? I love the game. How do you feel about it? I'm so fucking good at it. <laughs> That's not what he's asking. It doesn't matter. It's what no. she wants to say. It's what I want to say. Um, we haven't we haven't really gotten very far in it yet, um, like he said earlier, but I am just having so much fun with it. It's the most fun Souls game I've played. It already kind of was my favorite one other than Bloodborne, but the haptic feedback on the controller mm, just mm-hmm. makes it so so much more exciting than any other like combat-focused game I've played. I gotta say the haptic feedback is a lot more subtle than it was in Astros. Um, it's it's definitely to me like an indicator of what other PS5 games might look like. Whereas Astros Playroom was 100% that that game is Astros. I mean, is designed from the ground up to support the haptic feedback. So the environments in the game are built specifically for variety in that arena, mm. and like they'll do things that are for no other reason than to let you feel them. Whereas Demon Souls is already a game, so it's not built that way, obviously. And you, you can tell this is probably a better indicator of what games will actually be like on the PS5 because the haptic feedbacks are pretty much. I don't even know if they're there for footsteps. They're pretty much just there for like really. sword swings. But it still feels really yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. So it overall, does. I'm really enjoying the game. I think it's a great addition to the series, and it's just mwah, Chef's Kiss. It's really good. That's awesome. Mm. Well, we. I'm curious to see what the future of the PS5 is going to be like, but. Yeah. Thanks to uh, some people at Bloomberg, we have some information about what a different console, the Nintendo Switch's future, will be like. Um, and that's a new sort of model, an iteration, I guess, uh, with a bigger Samsung OLED display. Uh, so probably no bezel, like no like black space around the screen. Um, it'll be 7 inches long, 720p. And they're hoping to start producing them as early as June. And if I recall correctly, the announcement date, like when they're going to say, hey, this is a thing we're working on, is supposed to be sometime this year. If I had to wager a guess, it'd be E3, and then maybe they'll get it out like next spring. But that's that's my prediction. But they people have come out and said, hey, here's what we're working on. It's a new like Switch iteration. Uh, what do you guys mm-hmm. think about this? Do you have any ideas or thoughts or anything like that? Well, I feel like we've been talking your ear off. What do you think first? Uh, well, I know a lot of people are very upset about the 720p because they really want it to be, like, 1080 minimum. But I don't think this is quite the same as, like, the, the 3DS's 240p screen, which was, like, abysmal even back then. A 720p, yeah. a 7-inch 720p screen is, like, fine. Um, oh, I forgot to mention the, the biggest appeal of this. Um, according to Suggestion, there is a... There, there is discussion about there being it, or about giving it a 4K resolution when docked in TV mode. Yeah. Um, which uh, some people talked about this. There's supposed to be some sort of NVIDIA AI upscaling that 
apparently from what people have seen in like tech demos is like astounding um i'm curious to see how it'll work in the wild i don't know if it's like available to the public yet but if they're using that technology in switch chips uh that's that sounds pretty exciting so it's it's um it's basically like nintendo switch using the moguri mod yeah exactly from from final fantasy yeah yeah it's it's switch but they're planning on upscaling things and hopefully it'll have a little more power under the hood because we were talking about this we were talking about xenoblade the other day actually some first and second party nintendo games kind of chug on that machine and like the idea that that you could have a higher frame rate and a higher resolution on on Nintendo Switch sounds appealing to me heck like my switch mini is only like a year old and like games get upset on that thing sometimes like and granted i know that it is the mini but still like i, I think the mini is exactly the same under the hood though i think it's literally just slightly smaller i thought it was like a little better so the, i think the... i thought that it's like oh um, maybe i'm not sure i don't know better. like all i know is that the screen is smaller yeah that that might make it to be fair though, the screen being smaller might make it a little easier to run things in general. I'm not really sure if that's how that works. I, I guess that's not. It's the resolution is the same. What am I saying? I know yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't know nothing about I, nothing. I don't know. I mean, this is really cool. I'm not. I don't feel negatively about this at all. I don't think I'll buy one for a while. Yeah. Um, I haven't. <laughs> I'm gonna get like crucified by someone. I haven't felt like I need my Switch games to look prettier yet. So I'm not like itching for this but i think it's really cool um and pretty exciting yeah i don't really care about the 720p screen um because i'm i'm with you janelle i've i've played a lot of games undocked um and i i don't really notice it like i don't think that i knew so i i learned that the 3ds was 240p at some point but i thought no it must have been 480p or something because when the screen is smaller you, the the difference is less noticeable so uh it's never really bothered me um to me the if if if, if the only change were the seven inch screen though i would say this is not worth anyone's money um but i really like oled screens mm-hmm. and i'm excited about that i like oled a lot uh, i don't to be to be honest though I can't think of a single game Nintendo has made for the Switch or, like, a Switch mainline game that would actually make use of that higher contrast, That's though. what I'm afraid because of. They I don't, was, they don't I was really going to say that, that, but I thought someone would get mad at me. No, that's, you're, you're totally right. Because, like, you think of, like, a PlayStation 4 even supporting OLED, and you can think of any number of games that would make use of it. Uh, Microsoft, but, too. Yeah, I mean, any anything, really. Just not Nintendo consoles. Yeah. <laughs> I, my biggest fear is, like, new games will support this, and there might even be a couple games, kind of like the new 3DS, like, half-step iteration of consoles that will only support this. But I don't know that they will go back and, like, spruce up some of the old games. Like, I, yeah. I, 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 th- I still think Xenoblade will have a wildly variable resolution and choppy frame rates. Uh, even when it has enough power. Uh, and I'd love to be well, proven wrong about this. But am I, am I wrong? Or, like, you don't need to support OLED, right? It, it just it just works because it's a no, different display. But you might, but you might want to support, uh, like, a Switch game taking advantage of extra yeah, RAM game, or, like, games, hardware. Yeah. Games being, well, even with the OLED, games being made with, on the Switch, because people are playing in handheld mode and maybe even outside, are probably 
probably in general they're going to avoid areas that require a, a like a, a lot of light range mm -hmm. because they need to be readable in lots of spaces so they, they wouldn't even be doing resident evil style dark rooms or anything or your bright lights you know also I, this I is like, sorry this is purely speculation this is just a rumor that my coworker heard about and then like said in a group chat like oh, completely okay. speculation oh. but i guess that people are saying this will be around 400 dollars um that's not so surprising i could see it being a little bit more than that if it's 4k with an oled yeah. screen mostly but yeah. but that seems like a correct price i guess yeah a little too much i think for a switch um i mean we, we all know nintendo does, refuses to drop prices and they don't need to because people will still buy it at whatever price they sell right so absolutely like, yeah. yeah which is which is which is the unfortunate truth right like I've, I've been waiting to get i played it on my uh wii u uh the new not the new breath of the wild i played through it on my wii u and <laughs> the i was yeah, video yeah. Game. the brand newest video game from th actually three years ago just the other day this which had its three-year anniversary and they have not God, the adjusted Wii U the price printing. at all it is still a yeah. 60 dollars video game and people well, why are happily it's, it's they're like, happily paying 60 dollars for it, it. that's it's, the thing it, it is i would argue that breath of the wild is like the video game yeah if you're if you're someone that's like if you're so how many conversations do you think have gone pretty much like hey i don't play a lot of video games but i just got a switch what should i try out doesn't matter what you say you're into, everybody will say Breath of the Wild. Yeah, because it was like the game of the year, and I I believe it rightfully deserves that, right? Yeah. But and people I are had still that same conversation it. with my boss. Did really? you really? Yeah. You yeah, don't like that plays... game though, right? Um, I I'm not a huge fan of it personally, but it's really pretty and parts of it are really mm -hmm. fun. Um, but no, it was just like, hey, I just got a Switch. What should I get? I think I'm gonna get Breath of the Wild. <laughs> like, of course you are. Yeah, of course you are. I remember when I, I got the Switch right when it came out, and I got Breath of the Wild. You know, when it when I got my Switch, obviously, I remember playing Breath of the Wild for like 50 hours and just going, I want, I like this game, but I want literally any other game right now to just break up playing this game. And I got. <laughs> oh, that was not me. Like, like, the only other game that was out was Snake Pass. Oh, on the Switch, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Breath of the Wild is is a wonderful, amazing game, and I, I ended up putting almost 200 hours into it, but I, I, I don't, you know, after a while, I just, I, I, I gotta play Snake Pass, man. Yeah, yeah. But that's but not like, what we're here to talk about, so. The, the appeal of, like, a solid 60 FPS, or even just, like, I don't know, higher than a variable uh, resolution in 30, that sounds really nice. Like, that might, I, I, I hold by this. I don't like to buy consoles at launch, but that does sound really attractive if they if they manage to do that. Remember um, when Nintendo was like, "Hey, now the Switch has VR and you can play yeah, Breath kind of the of. Wild in in VR," and yeah, then they never they're never going to talk about it again because it was not, it was like kind of VR and you could kind of play it. Like the screen, the screen, it's 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 one display in 720p. Imagine cutting that in half for two eyes. Yeah. Oh my god, it's pretty what a rough. Mess. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh, speaking of 720p, I don't have a problem with 720p if games actually are 720p because a yeah, lot of games running on the Switch are are not the resolution that the Switch mon that the Switch uh, screen is. So, I, I I again I'm gonna have to see this in the wild before I get extra excited. But you I'm, I'm what curious. What's in that? The wild? Wait, real quick, real quick. Uh, if they don't upgrade the joy cons to not just break for everyone 
Oh my god! What the yeah. fuck are they doing? <laughs> that would be the, just the, the dumbest goddamn decision. And I'm honestly not I... sure if they will because they're trying to like try and court that it's not a problem when it very clearly is. I got really lucky; I've never had that issue, but it very clearly is for a lot of people that their Joy Cons just break in front of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. That I don't see them fixing it, but I have no reason to think that other than just my own negativity, I guess. <laughs> um, but well, now my segue doesn't work. No, yes it does. Do it, just do it again. You know you won't see out in the wild. What? what? Big conference in June, three months from now. E3. Which one? E3. E3's live event. It's been canceled according what a to shock. The Los Angeles City's documents. I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, the, the like board of tourism. They okay. got like a note from the E3 organizers, and we're like, hey, what? we're not doing it you, this year. You don't read LA City documents? Yeah, come on, Janelle. Get with connection. Weekly. Sorry. I just, nobody's surprised by this. Um, You know. I think we no, said like, this a few episodes ago. We were yeah. both like, they're going to try to do it. It's not going to work, and they're going to do it online, and this might be the last time, right? Like. Yeah, of course. Well, they, didn't, they, Nobody... they, didn't cancel, they didn't cancel Anime Expo 2021. Not yet. That's in July. Yeah. They should. I mean. Yeah, of course. I'm, Everything I'm just this year. I'm looking at the list of conventions, by the way. It's not like I also mm-hmm. looked up whether I could buy like Anime Expo tickets. It's like right here on the article. Uh-huh. Oh, thank. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Look, all I'm saying is that in Oregon or in Lane County, the latest I, a journalist, have to get my or can get my vaccine is May first. So I don't see why I, me only, me, me Nolan, I guess, and you, you're, you're not anti-vax, can <laughs> go just the three of us to E3 in June, but whatever. I guess that's not worth the money for them. But yeah, I mean, of course, of course. I don't even have anything to say, but of course it's not going to happen in person. It shouldn't. PAX shouldn't happen. I'm still waiting for them to, like, agree that they won't do that. I thought I mean, they already did. Did they? I thought they did for this year, but I'm not positive. They did try to get away with it last year, but... They did. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It's like, even if most people are vaccinated by then, which will not happen, like, that's impossible. Yeah. Um, It's just we shouldn't be doing this kind of thing right now and i don't know why people are still trying it's kind of pathetic so they still might do a digital e3 well yeah but the article specifies of course that it so it's a separate event so it's going to have separate contracts so they don't have anyone signed up for it technically unless they have stuff behind doors we don't know about which they probably do there has been some discussion so we talked about this several episodes ago but the bethesda and microsoft deal just went through in the U.S., I think they're taking it to Europe now to be like, hey, are we, is this cool with everybody? But there's been discussion about them ha- still having separate E3 shows. So I think both of them will still have a digital E3 event. But, you know, yeah. Nintendo always does their own thing. Sony will probably do their own thing. Yeah. Like, Yo, unrelated to video games, but yeah. now we're the tech podcast. Oh, okay. Have you heard of the Microsoft Mesh? Oh, yeah. I have not, no. We watched, like, an IGN trailer, so I guess it's kind of related. Sure. It's, like, straight up hologram like you put on this headset and you can talk to people like holographically Ooh, yeah. i i i am insanely i'm insanely skeptical oh yeah, yeah of yeah. this because it literally looks like okay alex imagine this first of all it looks like the star wars holograms like it has people basically walk into a room and flip on their mesh and then somebody else wearing a mesh is just a hologram standing in the room next to them so, and they're like or an avatar but 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 the the way that they're rendered, for real, looks like brain dance in Cyberpunk. It looks like they're a bunch of little glowing voxel cubes so stuck what, together. What is it? Is it like, you said wear it. Is it a helmet? Is it like... Yeah. 
Uh, sorry. No, no, it's it's like it's like clear glasses. Like you're supposed to be able to still see everything around you in the real world, there's... but they just are superimposing a hologram into your vision. There's an existing headset right now. I forget what it's called. It's a Hololens. And it, it's kind of like a like a halo, kind of like that sort of shape on your head. And uh... this seems like something that goes on that as glasses. It's really really interesting yeah it's like a little thing you know like those those sunglasses glasses combos where you flip up the sunglasses yeah yeah yeah. you you stick this thing on the hollow lens and it's like that and you flip it down in front of the hollow lens do you think we're gonna get hollow lens (laughs) do you think we're gonna get microsoft mesh my apologies for getting it wrong um (laughs) video games e3 2022 you You play cyberpunk as V, literally. <laughs> I saw somebody posted this on a, on a on like a subreddit. I almost said Reddit forum, but that's what they all are. Um, where they went and found again tangentially related an IGN article from 2011 about what they thought games would look like in the next 10 years, and they were super super into the idea of 3D TVs. Remember those? Like yeah. glasses-less <laughs> 3D. What the entire 3DS based its like everything around. It's branding and everything, and then also realize, oh wait, this isn't a thing. Like we we put all our eggs in this basket, and it just it just <laughs> fell out. Like there was no basket. Yeah, there was no basket. yeah. So I'm hey, I'm, hey, I'm always... Black Ops had 3D. Yeah, the only game I remember having 3D ever. Yeah, so I'm I'm always a little hesitant when it comes to. That's what uh, I'm saying, man. I'm I'm skeptical because Microsoft showed Hololens like several years ago, and they were sort of pitching it as this huge thing, and. Uh, well, Hololens still costs three point five thousand dollars per unit. Yeah. So that's probably why no one uses it. Yeah, like technology can <laughs> exist, but it might not be consumer friendly. Like technically, yeah. people have been trying to do VR since the nineties and the eighties. It's just now that like there's a resurgence of it, and even then, I don't think it, it's going to be the the future of video games, right? One of like, the things they showed in the trailers that that really made me think, you know made made my little gears turn uh-huh. was was a group of people all wearing microsoft mesh they were all in separate rooms separate buildings or whatever they were probably like coming to school remotely right they were learning they were like in a classroom and they were learning how to work on a car so there was like the mesh was rendering a fake car but all the pieces were interactable so you could reach in and work on the engine and stuff um and they were all there learning to like work on this car and i was like i i can't think of a single situation where like somebody with where any institution providing like a trade class for mechanics would be willing to pay for even like enough tools for the students, let alone to provide them all with Microsoft Mesh. Yeah, you want to know it's a whole yeah, hell of like, a lot cheaper? This is a like junkyard a, car. This is basically like the kind of thing that you people idiots. go to community colleges or trade schools you to study, right? You fucking idiots. You <laughs> fucking idiots. You guys are so stupid. It's Elon Musk's moon or Mars colony college of oh, technology, of you fucking fools. God, I can't right, wait to get a brain you... injection to make me just as smart as Elon Musk. God, hot dog. <laughs> hey, guys. Now that I'm... <laughs> Um, hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) I I hear we got a here we got a new game. Oh yeah, and we do have a. So uh, we've been gameless for a while now that we ran it of years. So I've decided to. I'm I'm just imagining. I was laughing at you talking about Elon Musk, but I was also laughing at how like all these like people 
these like consp like right wing conspiracy nuts are all like Bill Gates is gonna put a chip in us. But I was imagining what <laughs> what if they're like, the Elon same Musk, people. What if Elon Musk was actually gonna do that? But he got away with it because they were all like, not Papa Elon, not Papa <laughs> no, Musk. No, I'm not even joking. The man, the man who will bring us to space. <laughs> so many of the people that are terrified of vaccines are like super into the idea of like brain technology, right? Like it's, it's the, it, the Venn diagram is one circle. It's ridiculous. I, uh, this, this, this podcast, this is not an official Emerald opinion, but I think this podcast might be anti-Musk. <laughs> I think that's safe to say. I'm not but a I'm fan I'm sorry of I Musk. cut off your, I'm sorry I cut off your, your, your game intro. I give, hate give, give deers, I hate otters, and I hate Elons. <laughs> These are all of the Musks that I can think of. I, I, I'm, I'm firmly anti-Musk, I'm softly. Like that joke, it's sad. What? Wolverines are kind of cool. Alex said. I'm firmly anti-Musk, I'm softly anti-Mollusk. So I'm not I'm not super hot on muscles and clams. Okay. But I can give him a pass in some situations. I'm like pretty positive about Ween's album, The Mollusk. Um, <laughs> that's, that's their that's their best album. That's the only good album they ever made. I've never listened to Ween I before. Think that they I think wait is it White Pepper? Is that what it's called? I think it has. Oh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, no, their album like it's called like White Pepper. Oh, oh okay. I'm not looking it up right now. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. it's, it's okay. G give give us the game, Alex. Okay, so now that you, now that you're gonna go re-listen to the Mollusk and listen to Ocean Man, like all the it memes is say, called White Pepper. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've been gameless for a while, so I have tentatively I have a tentative name for this. I'm calling it uh, the Wheel of Favorites. Uh, what I have here is a list. I think right now currently sixty. Hopefully more if you guys or anybody else wants to add to it. Um, like just just like send us a message or something and we can add it. Uh, a list of things favorite X. So like favorite video game specific video game environment. Favorite silent character. Some of these are like pretty standard. Some of these are kind of weird and hyper specific. Uh, I am going to spin the wheel. That's a random number generator wheel, and we will ask the question: What is our favorite thing that is going to be, uh, like? picked at random yeah okay i'm, I'm stoked I'm okay. my hands are getting clammy I'm all like... right let me let me spin the wheel okay wheel is spun and oh number four so what is your favorite melee weapon in a video game whoa just real quick off the top of your head or add a couple who cares just what are some of yeah. your favorite melee weapons go goes without saying i'm sure that we probably will not think of our real true all-time favorite <laughs> Yeah, like, this is just off do, the cuff. Like, we can talk about it and vamp and figure it out, but... Do I favorite. have to have, like, a good solid reason, or can it also be it's pretty? Uh, 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 I mean, that's a reason. Yeah, that's a reason. I really like the the glass uh, the glass sword in Skyrim. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> like okay. the green... The, like, greenish, yeah. jady color sword. They're that's cool. a pretty good one. Um, shit. Oh, my God, this is hard. Yeah. You guys, throw them out. Uh... I don't know. Mine is probably you, you go, Alex. just off the top of my head. Mine is probably the uh, the TF2 Sandman. So like the scout, the clat, the scout class, their melee weapon is a baseball bat, which they swing around. But the Sandman has an alt fire that you you like lob a baseball and can hit it at the enemy, and then they get like dizzy for a second if you get a headshot. That's a lot of fun. Um, apparently, it's like broken now, just like the rest of TF2. But it's really nice. It's like a classic like wooden bat and. The tertiary feature, which maybe disqualifies it from being solely melee, is uh, is pretty sick. Either that or the Doom Chainsaw. Well, that's a good one. I 
really like the chef class Yakuza 7 melee weapon pan. Oh, Is it just yeah. a frying pan? It's a frying pan. Oh, I love frying pans. It's really good. He has a skill uh, where he like takes out sushi knives and just wails on the enemy. And every time it doesn't do enough damage to kill them, I'm going, how? <laughs> how? I really like how for some reason in Mario RPG, Princess Peach got a parasol, which makes sense as her thing, and also a frying pan as her items. So oh. like, one of her one of her smash uh, like one of her smash attacks in Smash Bros is either a like golf club or the parasol or a frying pan, and that's one of the things you can pick in Mario RPG. Is for some reason she just is smacks that... them over the head with a frying pan. Is that just because like it's it's like an old game and she's a woman? Is that the oh I didn't I didn't using? think about that. I was kind of wondering if it was that too. I didn't think about that. Now I'm sad. There, Mario RPG has a vibrator joke too. You guys remember that? No. Yeah, there's like so like the whole game like the the MacGuffin is you're trying to get back her like magic her like magic wand or something like her. I think Wait. It's called her 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 her, her no, star I, wand. I know what you're talking um, about. They don't even it's the name is censored like entirely and it's just not, kind of a it's a, like a side you can just like find it it's like a secret. Oh joke. yeah, but you're trying to get her. But like okay, the the side thing yeah, but the MacGuffin of the game is her star wand. But there's like a something towards the end of the game when you finish it where it says something like uh like you got the you know item back to her and then it's like god it's like something like um, wait are you talking about the super sometimes princess it's, it, it, so, 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 sometimes you can like hear your mom laughing when she uses this or something like that are you talking are you sure you're not talking about the the super princess peach vibe wand because that was no, also I'm, a thing I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up while while you guys I'm, keep talking about melee weapons. I like the bat with nails from The Last of Us. It's the only time I ever feel yes. safe in that game. <laughs> bat with nails I mean, is a classic. Gotta love a bat with nails. Oh yeah. Just anything with uh with bat with with nails is a great like investment. In Baseball game. bat is just generally a very fun weapon. I feel like. Agreed. It's like it's Absolutely. like kind of goofy, but it's also like a scary blunt object that you can do damage with. Yeah. Mm, okay, I'm beginning to think that the thing that I saw was like an edit, and it, it sounds like what Alex is. Okay, it's just called Toadstool's three question marks, and it's like it's like next to their bed behind their fireplace. You maybe yeah. see like a Reddit like. Uh, let's see. Yeah, to my understanding, they never say what it is. They just kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge at it, and it's never. It's like an optional thing that you can find. Ugh, and not wink, even optional. Wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Okay, but like Mario RPG is is pretty suggestive. It it's it gets a little it gets a little randy. Like here, I found another picture where it says you're talking to a toad and it says, "I got to my exalted station in life by dot 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 pleasing my superiors, which is something I do pretty well." What does that mean, Toad? That, that game had a lot of ma surprisingly mature themes for being a, a RPG about the Mario Brothers. <laughs> Nolan, give us a weapon. Oh, um, I've been avoiding answering because I'm having a hard time, but, um, uh, real quick. I really like the, um, the second katana that you get in Metal Gear Rising Revengeance when you, when you get the red one and then you get to use it in a battle against Jetstream Sam. That's, that's pretty fucking cool. That game is all about melee and you can slice people in half with your sword and it makes me feel like I'm 12 and I just, I love it. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, ooh, what's that really cool one from Bloodborne that we really liked? Um, uh, it's actually in every uh, Soulsborne game. There's like a running a running reference called the Moonlight Greatsword. Yeah. And that thing is awesome. It's like Zelda when it's when you have full health, you can send out a beam when you attack. It's real cool. Yeah, that's a good. I was thinking of that one too. If if we're going Bloodborne though, I'm gonna have to just talk about the the cane that turns into a whip. Yeah. Because that's amazing. But I, yeah, it's probably the Metal Gear Rising stuff. That's such a video game thing. Those like segmented whips that can like turn into a solid, usually a cane or like yeah, a sword. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. It's real oh. cool. Oh, okay. Another one that I'm throwing into the ring is the, uh, I think they're just called Korok leaves in uh, Breath of the Wild. They don't do any yeah, damage. Yeah, you, you like knock them. You like you like drag and shout them off a cliff. With yeah, it. they they don't do any <laughs> damage, but they just move the end. They like blow the enemy away, and you can do a lot of fun stuff with that. I uh, I, I gotta throw one last one in. Um, you guys ever played Thief? I haven't meaning to. I have not. In in Thief, you have this item called the Blackjack, and it's 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 a it's a completely useless melee weapon um, unless you're if you haven't broken stealth, you know. And you can hit enemies with it on the back of the head, uh, and they'll just instantly get knocked out because it's just like a—it's a bunch of sand in like a leather pouch, basically, like a <laughs> really, really, really hard-packed sand club, um, so that it's quiet to hit with, right? It just sort of absorbs the impact. But the funny thing is, because this game's from the '90s, the like animation of him swinging is really weird and slow, um, and the sound <laughs> is super is super muffled, and the impact is really floaty. So it's. It's not like I like the blackjack. It's that I like the way that he, he comically slowly reaches out his hand and goes, boom, on the back of their head, and then, and and they just go and fall over. <laughs> it's that. really great. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, just a little, boom. It's great. Um, anyone else got more? Is that about it? Can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah. All right. Well, then that is the Emerald Games Cast episode. 50 i told you in the beginning to find that out so i hope you did by now uh whatever number you came up oh with. wait oh what about when kiryu swings a man around to hit his friends with <gasps> yeah. the man okay how could we not mention just yakuza in general how you can pick up anything off the road and use it like a like a iron or a teapot i laughed yeah. so hard when i played yakuza zero which i need to go back to but he picks up a box of nails and like oh, presents God. He, he presents it. He's like he's gonna do a magic trick, and the guy just stands there. He just takes a handful and like shoves it in their face. But he has to like have showmanship about it. He's like, look at this. Take a look and see. Here, you want a closer look? Well, pow. There um, is one in Yakuza Zero where you can set your character. Yeah, sorry, Yakuza Seven. Where you can set your character to be a host, and their their melee weapon is just a it's just a bottle of champagne, um, <laughs> and their special is they go up and they like shake the bottle really hard so it's super fizzy, and then just like pop the cork and it flies like a bullet, and then also the champagne spraying out does area damage. <laughs> it's really it's great. Incredible. But unless you have more, anyone? No, Wait, okay, done. last one, last one, and then we're done. okay, okay. Uh, the, the TF2 item that's a bust of, uh, hypocrites who made the Hippocratic Oath, <laughs> which is, like, if you're a doctor, you can't do any harm, is a melee weapon for the medic, and uh, which you can use to, to beat people with, and it's called the Hippocratic Oath. That's fun. Dude, Alex, Alex just totally did the Socrates thing. I know. As How a am I classics to minor, it? it's Hippocrates. Hippocrates? Yeah. 
Hippocrates. <laughs> Hippocrates. Don't Hippocrates me about my pronunciation. Hippocrates. Not. Ugh, I never thought it was funny. I just still don't think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you make the joke? No, he made the joke. I didn't. I, I genuinely did, did not realize that it was not pronounced like that. What? Who made the who what made, joke? I don't know what. I joke was gonna was. say the D's nuts thing, but I never thought it was funny, so I didn't. Want to say <laughs> oh, see, I didn't know. I thought you were talking about. I thought it was like he said the "Don't Hippocrates me," and you were like, "I never thought that was." funny. Oh my god, that's me! No. <laughs> and then I, and, and it was, so many thoughts ran through my head. It was first of all, it's like that was mean. Second of all, it's like is that a common joke? Do people say that all the time? And you're you're just tired of it now? Yeah, yeah. No, I was just telling myself I'm dumb. Okay, in any case, that is the Emerald Gamescast episode 50, whatever the heck, which one. <laughs> and uh, if you want to send us a question, or, or these days, even something to add to our little roulette wheel we're going to be using here, you can do that at the Gmail we have, emeraldgamescast at gmail.com, um, or you can tweet us at ODEGamescast, and also if you look on our Twitter, there's a pinned tweet, or maybe it's in the description, one of the two, where you can do a google form and send us a question that way um we, we we get all those and we'll you know we'll use whatever you give us and yeah i'm nolan with me has been apparently a schoolyard bully and also so I am. a nerd who got his underwear run up the flagpole oh man, oh, man. My, my my favorite two friends i've never played the game bully but i've always i've always owned it really yeah, bully yeah bully rules bully rules Bully's a great game Hot, hot take. Favorite hot, PS5 game. Hot take. If Bully came out in 2021 right now, people would be like, oh my god, when did Rockstar get political? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying well, it. Well, they never that, played that, any other Rockstar game. Bully, Bully hates people with money and social standing so much, and it's such a Robin Hood story, but it's so explicit because it's like a Saturday morning cartoon version of that, that people would notice it and they'd get upset. And then you could look at them and you could laugh at them being dumb because they played Red Dead and GTA and didn't pick up on that theme, and that would be fun for you. So <laughs> maybe Rockstar could release that good game. It's fun. Yeah. You can slap people with a fish in that game. That's a good one. All right, we got to wrap up. All right. Thanks. See so you later. Time.